What's up, football fans? You have found the Behind the Lines podcast for week number 12. My name is Steven Andrus, managing editor at thelines.com. Joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini. He is a sports trader at BetMGM. On this episode, we will look at the week that was betting in the NFL in week 11, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the opening odds at BetMGM for week number 12, including the Thanksgiving Day games. And we'll also look at kind of the the state of play in the NFL with the kind of unclear NFC picture, who's the best team in that conference, get the book's perspective on that as well. Christian, how are you, my friend? How was week 11? I'm good. It was another, but unfortunately for the players, it was another good week for the book. Uh, a couple losers here and there. Uh, Sunday night football was bad, but all in all ended up being another another winning weekend. So let's talk about some of those those public wins. We'll, we'll, we'll look at glass half full for the public here. Uh, what were some of the, the games that went the, the public's way in week 11? Chief Chargers Sunday night was was a big public win. Um, we talked about those standalone games hurting the book. That one was uh, one of our bigger losses, um, in, in, probably in the past couple of weeks. Um, Bills Bills Browns was another losing one for us. Uh, it looked like it was going our way at first, but then Bills ended up covering towards the end. So that one was bad for us. Uh, along with um, the Commanders Texans too was another bad one. Can you can you go? a little bit deeper elaborate on the chiefs being a public win because they only win by three. So I don't think they covered any of the number, but I assume the high scoring nature of it ultimately made it um, a tough one for the book. Yeah, that that's how that one went. Um, we were, I guess a little bit closer or we had a little bit more money on the, the chargers than we normally would expect. And then those high scoring ones uh, Interesting. also, you know, tend to crush us on uh on the standalone games. Touchdown props, overs, yardage props, I'm sure, all that type of stuff. All of them, yeah. And, and Travis Kelsey scoring 100 touchdowns doesn't help either. That's two touchdowns, three <laughs> touchdowns. So, Well, what were some of the biggest public losses then for week number 11? Yeah, biggest one we had uh, was Lions uh, crushing the Giants there. That was our biggest win of the week. Um, the Eagles at pulling it out actually at the end uh, was our best outcome, um, which was also a little bit surprising there too. Uh, and then the Cowboys Vikings was another winner for us. Um, so yeah, three, those three were our biggest three. Giants one doesn't surprise me that the New York legal betting market is the biggest in the country The the numbers in terms of total money bet in that state just crushes all the other regulated markets in the country. So, um, and we talked last week about how the, the kind of attitude towards their favorite team in New York has flipped here where they've kind of started having some optimism with their record. And sure enough, it comes back and, and, and bites the, the giants betters in the butt here. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh, I mean, we were really, really lopsided on, on the giants. So that New York market is for sure. Uh, hitting their hometown team. And another one that was a winner for us was the jets too. Uh, that was a good outcome, low scoring game. Uh, and then Patriots one at the end. So. So I'm guessing that you probably had more money on the jets to cover that spread and that miracle punt return flipped it to a winner for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And then a, a big under game. That's, with no, that's a killer. No, 
Yeah, and a, and a big under game with no singular touchdown score is also huge for us, too. Okay, so let's look forward now to week 12 in the NFL. Of course, it's Thanksgiving week, a three-game slate starting with the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. We also still have games on Sunday night football and Monday night football as well. So let's look at the opening odds at BetMGM for week number 12, Christian, starting with those Thanksgiving games. Yeah, that Bills-Lions when you talked about back-to-back games in Detroit for the Bills, so... I guess they're going to be a little bit used to this one. We got them as nine and a half point favorites here on the road with a total of 54, one of our highest of the weekend. After that, Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys are nine point favorites. That total is 44 and a half. And last one at Thanksgiving, Patriots at the Vikings. Vikings are three point favorites at home with a 42 and a half point total. So I like to give my, my early week bets on this show, and I, I have to go full disclosure here because I bet the Patriots plus three and a half on the look ahead line here at Minnesota last week. And now I'm of the of the opinion that this Patriots offense looks really bad. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I would have made that bet again. Now, it's a different conversation. I got the hook with the biggest key number of all, and we're looking at three now, not three and a half. Um, so, but in terms of the on-field handicap here for me, it's kind of the same issues and, and concerns I have for the Vikings offense and, and being able to deal with pressure. They got eaten alive by the Cowboys last week and the Patriots have posted just as elite pressure metrics on defense and getting to the quarterback as the Dallas Cowboys have. So if, if the Vikings had issues with the Cowboys front seven, they're going to have issues with the New England Patriots front seven. I'm just hoping that the Patriots score enough points here to, to cover this spread. Um, so that's why I bet it plus three and a half. I, I got to be honest with you, though, everybody that's watching this, I'm not sure I would still bet it at plus three at this point. But, um, you know, just so everybody knows. And if you want to get the best of the number of when we bet it, make sure you hit the discord button in the top right hand corner of the lines.com and uh, and go to the roll server and you'll get push notifications anytime anybody on our staff makes a bet. Okay, Christian, one o'clock early slate of games on Sunday in week 12. Walk us through the opening odds at BetMGM. The Bucks at the Browns. Bucks are three and a half point favorites on the road with a 43 point total. Bengals at the Titans. Bengals are one and a half point favorites on the road, 42 and a half point total. Texans at the Dolphins. Dolphins are 12 and a half point favorites at home with a 46 point total. Bears at the Jets. Jets are four and a half point favorites with that total 41 and a half. Falcons at the Commanders. Commanders are four, and a, four point favorites. That total is 42. Broncos at the uh, Panthers. Broncos are two and a half point favorites on the road with the lowest total of the weekend, 36. Last of the one o'clocks, Ravens at the Jaguars. Ravens are four point favorites on the road with a 44 point total. This is an early week bet I locked in and put it in our Discord as well. I am higher on the Jacksonville Jaguars than anybody on our staff. So when it comes to this team, I'm going to look for opportunities to back them, especially as a home underdog here against the Ravens, who can't quite seem to um, put together consistent weeks here with this offense. I know they looked good against New Orleans, but was really unimpressed against uh, Carolina last week with what the Ravens put out there. So um, that's a that's a spot I like Jacksonville 
at more than a field goal. I have them as a league average team where I think a lot of people still have them in the 20s. The other game I'll just mention here briefly, the New York Jets hosting the Chicago Bears. A lot of quarterback uncertainty in this game. Christian, is it fair to say that we're kind of hanging out in limbo here with this number? Uh, It's going to move potentially in either direction, depending on if Justin Fields plays in this game. Yeah, I think right now we're leaning a bit more towards he won't play, and that's kind of, that's where the line is sitting. But yeah, it's, a lot of that is going to uh, hinge on him. And then, of course, uh, the Jets quarterback is up in the air, but that probably won't be as significant to the number as Fields would be. For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. If, if we get Mike White starting at quarterback or Joe Flacco for the New York Jets, I'm probably going to lay the points with the Jets because this is a team that is complete. It is a very strong roster and has literally just been below number 32 quarterback play. Like there's 32 quarterbacks in the league that start every week. And Zach Wilson isn't ranked in the top 32 in most quarterback metrics. That's how bad he's been. So any change at this point has to be better than what Wilson has been. And if Justin Fields isn't playing as well, who has been basically their entire offense with the quarterback rushing he's been putting up, I am very bullish on the Jets to to get back to being a playoff caliber team here as long as Zach Wilson isn't on the field. So that's a number I'm going to be watching very closely, going to be watching the injury reports this week very closely. And anything under six is a bet for me on the Jets as long as Zach Wilson is not playing and my assumption that Justin Fields doesn't play as well. Although I should note that like we have we have an insider war going on here. We have Ian Rappaport saying that he did dislocate his shoulder. We have Adam Schefter saying on Monday Night Football last night that he didn't dislocate his shoulder. So uh, very much up in the air on what's going on with Justin Fields and whether or not he's going to be able to play this week. But if he doesn't play and Zach Wilson doesn't play, I'm going to lay the points with the Jets here, but at this juncture, obviously, as we record on Tuesday morning, we don't quite know that situation yet. But just wanted to put the scenario out there for how I'm thinking about it as a better this week for everybody. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Okay, um, you know what, Christian, thankfully, despite Thanksgiving games, we actually have a four-game 4 p.m. slate by the NFL. Thank you. I want to pretend that they've been hearing my complaints about the two game slates on NFL Red Zone, even though I know that's not the reason whatsoever. But hey, a four game slate. Take us through the the late window uh, odds here for at BetMGM. Yeah, the four is nice. This is actually a weird week. There's no bye weeks, uh, even though there is bye weeks coming up. Yep. So it helps for those four games here. Uh, Chargers at the Cardinals. Chargers are four and a half point favorites on the road. Forty seven and a half point total. Raiders at the Seahawks. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Total forty seven and a half. 
Rams at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 14 and a half point favorites. That total is 44. <laughs> Last of the four o'clock, Saints at the 49ers. 49ers are nine and a half point favorites with a 43 point total. The casual fans that may not have been following the NFL might see the defending Super Bowl chances for as 14 and a half point favorites to be like, what's going on here. But uh, yeah, it's in line with our staff rankings who now have the Rams as a bottom five team in the NFL. They just, they're too banged up. They have no depth. It's an appropriate line. We'll just put it that yeah. way. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, Christian, let's, let's talk about them for a minute at BetMGM right now. You have your NFC futures in this order. You have Eagles as the favorite, then you have 49ers and then you have Cowboys. 49ers looked awesome in Mexico city. They have a ton of weapons. This is a team that's been to the Super Bowl, was very close to going back to the Super Bowl, if not for an injured quarterback against the Rams last year. There's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, in sports betting Twitter of, of who's the best team in the NFC right now. Now, your futures look at that in a different perspective, right? Because the one seed has an advantage with getting one fewer game they have to play in the playoffs. So first of all, I assume that's the reason why you still have the Eagles as the favorite in the NFC. But then I also want to ask you about what would the spread be like if the 49ers were playing in Philadelphia for a playoff game? Yeah, so our futures are, are have that number one seed uh, in mind. That number one seed is is very significant. The one, you don't have to play a game. And then two, having that home field advantage, which is always kind of proves to be significant. So that's where we have them there. On a neutral field, which who knows, maybe we might – or sorry, on – if the Eagles are that home home team and the 49ers do come in in the NFC championship, right. it'd probably be a little bit less than a field goal favorite. So one and a half, two or a half, something like that for the Eagles. Um, but it's definitely at this point close and getting much closer. The Eagles haven't looked as good and the 49ers uh, last night looked, looked to be monsters. So. So if you, if you would have the Eagles as one and a half or a two point favorite, in Philadelphia against the 49ers, then that basically means you have these teams equally rated if you take away home field advantage. I'm reading that correctly, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty equally rated, yeah, maybe even an edge to the 49ers, but that Eagles schedule and it, it appears that they will probably more likely than not have that number one seed uh, over the 49ers, which is where that makes a big significant difference. For sure. That's why they're still the favorite in the futures, as we mentioned. But in a in a one game situation where the game's in Philadelphia, it's very interesting to me that that they would be less than a field goal against the 49ers. That I think that shows how tight it is at the top in the NFC right now, which with what appears to be a solid top three with the Eagles, 49ers and Cowboys and, you know, various opinions could differ on that but we're basically splitting hairs right now that's the top tier of the nfc yeah at this juncture yeah we have those three in our top tier and then the bucks and the vikings would be in that next tier and then it's kind of everyone else as we have it uh in our futures right now yeah fair enough okay primetime games here uh the aforementioned eagles on sunday night football and then uh, a weird one on monday night yeah, Packers at the Eagles. Eagles are seven-point favorites with a 46.5-point total. And then Monday Night Football, Steelers at the Colts. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites with a 39.5-point total. 
that's probably going to be a teaser leg for me on the, on the Steelers here. If I can, uh, I mean, a total of 39, it's two and a half, get it up to eight and a half here. Um, I'm not sure they're already not better than the Colts, honestly. Um, at this point, I, I've been, I did not expect them to score that many points against the Bengals. I know they lost the game, but um, I, I think these teams are pretty close. And to get this up through the three and through the seven on a teaser leg is probably going to be uh, a bet I make. I just have to figure out who I'm going to pair it with this week. But uh, you guys can listen to the Megapod to, to figure that part out as well. Uh, oh, my God. I just, re- I, I just realized one other thing here, Christian, on this Week 12 board. The over-under in the Denver-Carolina game is 36. Like that, That's got to be near the lowest of the season. I mean, that's that's historically low, right? Yeah, that's really, really low. Uh, we I think we had a couple that ended up getting way, way lower, but that was due to weather. I, I know we had a really windy game a few months back. Um, that Bills game where it was about to snow last week, that got pretty low too. But again, those are due to you know, outside factors, wind and things like that. This one, this total is this low due to the uh, the on the field uh, personnel out there. So, yeah, definitely very, very low. Well, the lower the total, the more valuable the points that you buy. So maybe that's the other side of my teaser leg here, taking the Panthers up to eight and a half with a total of 36 in that one. That's insane. And, and you know, even some of your competitors at 35 and a half right now, that's, it's just an unbelievably low total. That's, that's wild stuff, man. So uh, as always, Christian, appreciate the insight here for week 12 of the NFL season. Uh, For the rest of you, we will be back uh, later today. Actually, if you're watching this, it might already be up. Uh, Beat the closing line with Nicole, Eli and Mo. The Megapod we're going to record on Wednesday this week ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. So be stay tuned for that. Uh, But for now, that's going to do it for for behind the lines. I'm mixing up the shows too many lines, but we got it. Tuesdays beat the closing line. Right now, behind the lines with Christian Cipollini at BetMGM. My name is Steven Andrus. Thank you so much for watching. I'm going to go work on this whole broadcasting thing and try and get better for next week. But (laughs) thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time. 